Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. This is where we say Jesus is the way, everything else is a conversation, and we were looking forward to having a conversation with you today in Romans 6. Oh yeah. Joining me is Deli and Jeremy. My name is Andy. We're missing Arnick today. Yeah. Uh, but we are going to dive into Romans. It's going to get deep in here. It. It, it got real deep real fast, yeah. <laughs> deep theologically or yes. deep another way. Yeah. <laughs> so we're looking at chapters 4 through 8. So I hope uh, those listening along, you're able to walk through these chapters with us. And today, uh, being Wednesday, we are looking at chapter 6. How's it hitting you, fellas? Well, so I would say if, if you have read this before and feel like it's still confusing... You should feel fine with that. Yeah, you're not alone. Uh, uh, if you're reading it for the first time and you're you're lost, you should feel fine with that. Uh, there's a lot in here, and he builds he builds on what he said, and this is like the epitome of the long Pauline sentence that if you had to had to uh, diagram a sentence in English, you would not want to pick one of these because of how many, how yeah. long it is and how much information is there and how much they tie. Mm-hmm. It ties to, it ties to the thing he's saying and the idea that he's carrying forward, but, yeah. um, in the context of, yeah. of who he's talking to and why he's talking to them. And, um, it's, 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 it's like, yes, you can pick up any reading with us anytime you want, but also, uh, we do maybe suggest like reading a couple of these chapters yeah. together, you know, yeah. or or maybe even just this whole week, like just running through it because it's it's a lot. And it's if you've been in things. church for a long time, you will have heard, you, you will you will read many of these verses. Many of these verses are going to be familiar. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna run up with uh, you're gonna run into things like in Romans five that jumps out. We have been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus. Through Him, we also obtained access by faith into this grace where we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. And that's enough material for a series of sermons. Yeah, and we can see those and see those like a Bible app, for example, right? They'll give you that picture. And now it's a video of someone talking about a particular verse for the day, right? So when you see that, they might just lift, you know, yeah, the, the list of this mm-hmm. beget that and this and that, right? right. Through that. And no real context of what's going on, which I understand. They're not able, they don't have time to do all of that. Yeah. But, but this book of Romans, uh, I read um, uh, one commentary that just said, this is Paul's theology of the gospel mm-hmm. like this is his almost magnum opus right yeah. for a, a theology of the gospel and when you see this considering it was written in AD 57 the ballpark in there from a, a jail in Corinth is what many think written to the church in Rome that had uh, Roman Gentile Christians mm-hmm. and then interestingly enough historically it was the return of Jewish Christians who yeah. had been uh, ex- thank you yeah. for that. Yeah, exiled. Mm-hmm. Think of the word exiled from Rome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Claudius. Claudius Cal- the yeah, yeah. Claudius, and yeah. then brought him back five yeah. years later, right? And so you've got this melding of Jewish and Gentile Christians, 
-hmm. And a lot of the point on this is, is unity and why we can be unified. And so it's a, it can be a slow read. If it's a quick read, we're probably all missing something. We're probably, yeah, it's just so Mm -hmm. dense. Mm -hmm. That's the word that comes to yeah, me. It's dense, just, yeah, very dense. It's like a meat for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just a, a drink or jello you swallow fast. Like it is, you have to chew this stuff. Yeah. And sometimes that's difficult when you don't have the broader context. You, you, uh, even the, the language sometimes sanctification, justification, righteousness, mm-hmm. those are all big time Bible words that, that you frankly, don't necessarily have context for except in scripture. So it gets... Yeah, it's not like we use... I mean, when's the last time, you know, in Kroger you said justification, right? (laughs) Probably not. So just the even idea of that, and then it gets very religious-y, and we can easily unplug. Like, I don't even know what that means. So, But Paul is doing a couple things. He's talking about... uh, Let's do a quick quick thing on righteousness. So uh, righteousness is a product, just like holiness is a product. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. The process that brings holiness, the process is called sanctification mm-hmm. to make you sanctified or holy. The process that makes you righteous is called justification mm-hmm. to make you righteous or justified. Mm-hmm. Right? So a lot of people think righteous means good and really it means innocent. Mm-hmm. And so we see righteous and we think about being righteous and we think about being right and doing all the right things, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Which, which feeds our you know, inclinations for religion, mm-hmm. right? And to, to do the right things and earn. And Paul talks about that a ton in here, right? If you, if you get wages for the work you did, <laughs> well, that's right. You should get yeah, wages for should. the work, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about justification through, through faith. And so he sets up, particularly in six, he sets these things up like juxtaposed against each other, right? Where you could, you think this is the right path, but really Here's how it plays out. And what I think is so interesting is the wrong path we'll call, you know, works and earning and all that stuff. The wrong path feels so right. Mm-hmm. But it's not. And Paul really, if you can hang in there, really lays an argument and a groundwork because his hope was that there would be unity in the Roman yes, church yeah. as a launching ground, yeah. a launch pad. For, the rest for work Europe, into yeah. Europe and mm-hmm. Spain and all of that, which, I mean, frankly, we don't think much about that. That's Paul looking down. He's being a true leader. Mm-hmm. He's looking out 18 months, three years, like, I want to go to this place, yeah. set up a solid, solid church that can be a sending church. Yeah. yeah. And to them, it was the center of the world, right? It was, just, <laughs> like, yeah. it was like, that was the center of the world. It was the capital of the world. Yeah. yeah. And there, all, as far all as roads lead to yeah. Rome. I mean, yeah. they, we, we still use that saying. Yeah, yeah. Like so that means Rome leads everywhere. That's that's so important. Yeah, when you say his leadership for that, and what I I was seeing a lot of was, uh, the even the Bible Project even talks about chapters one through four being this explanation of the gospel and God's righteousness, like his revealing of God's righteousness. And when you said right justification, I even says that um, the justification the, that meaning of that is to be declared righteous. Right. That is <laughs> that is um, the meaning of, of uh, justification. And so um, talking about how God is just and God is right and he is faithful, you know, like to that do he, his promises. To do what he says. Yeah, to do what yeah. he says yeah. and do what he promises. And yeah, not yeah. just the justification, the righteousness that we get. I mean, a lot, a lot of times we, we just have this conversation about works, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, works are a product of something that's already happened, right? You've got, we were talking, you and I, I think you and I were talking about this the other day, maybe one you yeah. and I, we were talking about when you're walking with God in this way, it's hard to not do good things yep. for people. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. When you're connected and dialed in and full of his spirit, and as this chapter would say, walking in the spirit, it is hard to not yeah. <laughs> love and serve and give. And so we've got that piece. That's wrong when it precedes our faith, mm-hmm. right? When it follows our faith, yep. it's perfect. When it's mm-hmm. a fruit of your faith. When it's a fruit, but when mm-hmm. it's the prerequisite for salvation, right. it's cart before the horse. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. backwards. So we can get past that, and then we can dial into this, yay, hallelujah, I'm saved by grace through faith, mm-hmm. awesome, and then we just, we're done, and think that's the rest of the book, the whole book. Mm-hmm. And really, to your point, Deli, it is the righteousness of God mm-hmm. that I made a promise, and I'm good for it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's rich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the evidence of he, of him being good for it, he talks about in 9, six, chapter 6, verse 9, which I don't think... We shouldn't overlook. It's like the key of the gospel. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. That the resurrection is the is the hinge pin. Hinge point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that all these things he's talking about are supported in the Jesus. The tomb, the empty tomb, is what makes those things have uh, have strength. That's what it all rests on. And he's, he's talking about Abraham and baptism and slavery and how we don't live under the law but under grace. Well, those are all fine and dandy words and ways to think, but what evidence is there that that's the case? And, and so as, we, as you read Romans, as you read through eternal life, and as you think about all these things, what, what's the point of reading it? Mm-hmm. Well, it's that. It's this hinge pin part that uh, we know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. And for these guys, they were talking with people and living with people who had seen Jesus after his death, after his resurrection. And the, the fact of the resurrection, it becomes a story. It becomes a fairy tale for some, for some people these days, but mm-hmm. it can't be, and yeah. it's not. Not for that context. It's, it yeah. changed the world, and it still is the hinge pin of, of the gospel. It's what we do here. We've talked about this in the past few weeks, but I think one of the interesting parts about the point you make of resurrection and the realization of that, the mm-hmm. power of that, the guys that hid and cowered and ran before Jesus was crucified, post-resurrection, yeah. were standing up before the religious leaders. The same ones that killed the guy that they were following. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, standing right yeah. up in front of them and yeah. saying, you know, we don't know if we obey you or not. We know we need to obey God. That's what we need to do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And this, where did that power come from? Like, where did this shift that boldness, yeah. come yeah. from? And whether somebody can show me, literally show me an empty tomb and run DNA or whatever they could do to scientifically prove that, when I'm reading the story about the change that happens in people from an experience and a realization, that actually is what sells it for me, yeah. how these folks change. And as you say, the turning point is the resurrection. And when we're reading verse 10, that had jumped out to me. My favorite book in the, in the New Testament is, is uh, I have several. I love several dear. Uh, James is a dear book to me. I, I love the Gospel of John. But, you know, the story, if you're in a 
uh, jail cell on an island, you know, and you can't have anything else. You know, you'd have the Bible and then you'd have the New Testament. But if I had to pick a book, it'd be Hebrews. I love Hebrews. And when I was reading Romans 10, uh, Romans 6, uh, uh, verse 10, the death he died, he died to sin once for all. Mm. And that is Hebrews language, right? Yeah, once yeah. for all, at the culmination of the ages, mm. one for all, right? And, and that he doesn't have to do it again. And I don't know, a little sidebar here for listeners, uh, something that's helped me so, so, so much. He doesn't have to die again. Like when I'm a knucklehead and I'm in my own way and I'm just stupid, just a train wreck, you know. And it seems like I spurn his love for me or squander mm. the gifts he's given, his kindness. I'm like, sorry, Lord. Mm. And he doesn't have to go through it again. And he can freely give forgiveness because it was bought. It's yeah. done. Yeah. Right? And so when I'm working through the gymnastics of my own head to think through those things and realize he has provided that way. And then I love the language that Paul has and how he, really he just positions these things, right? Spirit and flesh mm -hmm. and uh, life and death. And, and wickedness and righteousness, right? And, and he talks about instruments. Mm -hmm. So in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, alive to God in Christ Jesus. Don't let sin reign in your mortal body so you obey its evil. And I love this phrase. Don't offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather, again, the positioning them against each other, offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life. That's almost a... It's almost a fake it till you make it all right. Where you're like, offer yourself as people that have been brought to death. So even when I may not feel that, I'm going to live and can live as a person who was brought from death to life and then offer the parts of my body to him as an instrument. Yeah. I just, what do you think about, like, what do you think that is if you're videoing that? I, I was wondering, like, my body as an instrument. Of righteousness. I, I picture showing up to something that you know you're not prepared to do, but you, but you do like, I'm not prepared to run this race, but I'm going to show up and I'm going to run and I'm presenting, I'm presenting what I have for your purposes. And I may, and, and if we're honest, we all know that we're not as prepared as we, as we would like to be or mm -hmm. could be or um, but it's in the practice of presenting your bodies that strength is developed and and it's so it's the same as if you're like I'm gonna go out and run yeah well I'm probably only gonna make it a hundred yards and then I'm gonna be walking again mm -hmm. but the next time I'm gonna make 101 yards and so I take these I take these steps and I'm presenting my body as a sacrifice and every moment that I can do that is is life into me. That's one of the cool things about, about following this is that as we present ourselves as slaves, as we present ourselves as a sac as a living sacrifice, what we get in return is life mm -hmm. and strength and energy to do the, you know, to do the difficult situations with peace, to have the patience when everything, and it's the same, it's the same with, um, physical activity, right? Mm -hmm. That you run today so that you can run tomorrow. And uh, so I, that's, that's the image that just rolls in my head that I just take the first step and yeah. life, life is the result. Yeah. I was, I was going to say that 
I was I was looking up because instrument. I think they use it in different. Um, I don't know what your guys's versions say, but it, it, even read it being like like a weapon almost. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like it's using our body. Like it can be used as a weapon for for sin, right? It can be used to to just continue to push the way for sin, or it can also be a weapon used for to push away sin, like to be a weapon against that, to pursue God's righteousness in the world even. So um, I was I was just writing down that. Um, I, I wrote down these two things, like to not um, put ourselves like in service to sin, but take it away. And then also to enlist um, our members or our body for righteousness. So give, like giving our body and our use for his glory even uh, as a weapon against darkness to, to yep. shed light. Yep. So I, I even, I know I was thinking about that a lot of just like this, <laughs> almost like a flashlight even. That seems to make yeah. sense with what Paul is saying. You can do this or this, you can do this or this. Mm-hmm. And uh, to not feed the negative, mm-hmm. but also feed the positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do not feed the negative. Yeah, but Take not away. just yeah, but not just like circle the airport, yeah. right? And or go into neutral, mm-hmm. right? But recognize I can offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we we even talk about in, in freedom, right? We talk about um we we take out those lies. We take out those those the death, right? We take right. out those things that can kill and steal and destroy, but if we just leave it empty, more will come back right? sure. when things will sure. come back in we have to sure. fill them filling our minds with with sure. the word of god filling our minds with the promises that he has filling um with the righteousness that of, that he has for us so and the importance of that yeah and the importance of the same thing with our bodies i mean that's what that's what he's saying here he's he's saying like i mean you got to offer yourselves that way you got to uh, I think he even talks about it, like you're putting your mm. your old self off, your old inner being, your old way of thinking, and now you need to put on your new self. You yeah. need to put on. Well, Scripture encourages us put on the armor of yeah, God, right? right? The you helmet can... of salvation and the righteousness and yeah. peace. Yeah, mm. and I I think maybe you were thinking about this the story that Jesus tells of a man that had a devil, yeah, and then the devil leaves. He's cast out, right? but the house is clean and empty. Mm-hmm. Now it's clean, but clean isn't our goal here mm-hmm. only, yeah. right? It's empty and empty is not our goal either. And so it's a very interesting telling of the story where that spirit goes out, wanders the earth, mm-hmm. finds his friends and finds returns. his friends and yeah. comes back to see yeah. if the hey, house, I know is, where there's a really nice like, house, you know, <laughs> like the summer house is still empty. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then it says the end of that man is worse than the beginning. Yeah. So uh, kind of a call to pay attention Right, recognize that I'm not just trying to not do bad, which if this is helpful for anybody, you know, I, trying to be Christian, right? We're trying to do that through knowledge rather than let the Spirit fill you. And this is a mm-hmm. this is dead to sin, alive to Christ through the Spirit, and that Spirit being formed, Christ formed in us. Yeah. I'm literally thinking of an instrument. Mm-hmm. So in the other room is an ancient saxophone that my mom got me like a garage sale and i've come to find out it's a busher aristocrat it's like a cool horn like it's it's a larry if you're listening it's a high quality horn Mm. and so uh you could hand that horn to anybody and it's got it's a reed instrument right and they can start start honking on it but when you give that instrument to the right person it's unbelievable Mm -hmm. right they make things happen from that instrument 
that couldn't happen any other way, right? And so I'm thinking, and I, I love that all three of us had a different, uh, a different take, a different yeah, feel yeah. on it, right? And, and giving our bodies to that, offering ourselves to that, whether we're showing up to run the race, right? I don't know. Uh, we talked, I saw a TV commercial years ago, and it was about father engagement. And it had a dad and his son was, you know, 12 or something, throwing a wiffle ball, and he swung and missed. He threw it again. He swung and missed. <laughs> he swung and missed the third time, and then it freezes on the dad. He's got this embarrassed look and, and you know, this little odd face. And, and it's the said, dad's batting? The dad, yeah. Okay. Swung and missed three. The dad swung and missed three okay, times. Okay, the dad yeah. swung and missed And three then uh, it, it freezes, and it says, you don't have to be good. You just have to be there. Yeah. 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 Right? And so – a lot of the pressure that we might feel to be good, right? If we think that's what righteousness is and you don't have to, you can just show up yeah. for the race. I have run the race set before me. Right. Right. And then to realize that God uses us, uh, the armor that we put on, uh, light dispels darkness, mm-hmm. spirit and life dispel death. Yeah. And then just put ourselves, offer ourselves to him. Yeah. I, I want. I wanted to jump on to the beginning of chapter six here. Good man, because that's exactly what I was going to ask you. Nice. All right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, because we're you know this is where uh, he, this series of several different questions, right? Yeah. Well, why? Well, if we can, if we have the grace of God, then why don't we just keep sinning? You know, or if we, um, you know, if if the law is bad, you know, then why? You know, all these things that uh, these re- almost rhetorical questions that Paul's asking. You know, or like I guess questions that some might, somebody, somebody might argue. Um, but I was just I was going on to uh, verse three there, or I guess starting with two. It says, "By no means, um, we are those who have died to sin. How can we live like it anymore?" And this is what you were talking about earlier. Like, how can I do this because I feel so <laughs> I don't know loved by God. I feel so that I don't even want to anymore. Um, but, or don't you know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ, Jesus, were baptized into his death. We are therefore buried with him through the baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in death like his, we are certainly also united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. So I, I was just thinking about this and that we should no longer be slaves to sin yeah <laughs> no longer be slaves to sin. like that's that kind of like final sentence. you can be free yeah. but we might walk so my translation says verse four we might walk in newness of life i think that's what stands out to me in that passage mm. that newness of life that yeah my my life pattern yeah has mm. things that bring death to me and to the people that I love. Yeah. And so my connection to Jesus and not no longer living in sin helps me walk in newness of life, that there'll be new joys and new strengths mm-hmm. and new hopes and the things that come from the Lord that are life-giving, there'll be newness to those mm-hmm. things. And that's, that, that, just as you're talking, that's like what stands out to me. That, that's what, I, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that newness of life. Mm-hmm. There's this thing where when we repent, it's not just confession, right? We're turning. We turn to him. And we say no to everything else. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so we are dead. Yeah. Although raised to life in Christ, we are dead to everything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that dead person actually gets buried. Mm-hmm. And so post 
faith in who he is is a baptism and we celebrate baptism not as the cart before the horse right but the fact that it follows that faith in who jesus is and i'm saying no to everything else and i am dead and it is a twofold process this baptism Mm -hmm. i am buried and raised Mm -hmm. and we do that in a literally a matter of seconds Mm -hmm. (laughs) we are underwater and up out of water but the typology and possibly even the spiritual transaction that happens wherever that and however that may be, right? Yeah. But what Paul speaks of is that we do not have to live like that anymore. Yeah. And anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we Death know we still no do it, but him. the point would be we don't have to yeah. do it, yeah. right? And there's a difference between doing it and be bound, being bound. Yeah. Well, and, and, act, and <laughs> acting out of it, right? Like that is, that is our like core that we are, we're just so used to it. I, I actually see it as we have removed, like, again, he says this old self, yeah, we've removed self. this thing that we've liked and enjoyed. And now it's now actually every time it's in us, yeah. we're like, this is, this is foreign. This is yeah. alien to me. Yeah. And it's, it, it, to me, it snaps me back like, man, I don't want this. I don't enjoy this. Hmm. This is not who I am anymore. This is, uh, this is, I, I'm new with that. And so I think of this, this past tense in verse uh, six, for we know that our old self was crucified with him. It's not like, not, not die daily and you need to crucify yourself. That's our flesh, right? That, yeah. that just yeah. happens. Yeah. That's, that, that, it, uh, old happens. self, old nature. Yeah, that old nature and it's habitual. It's ingrained and printed on us sometimes that just comes out. But this is, I'm laying this, like you said, laying this to rest. <laughs> like yeah. it is done, it is removed, and, and now I'm, it's alien to me, and that's why I was thinking of when I when I was identity. Was, it's you, an identity it's shift. It's an identity shift. Yeah. So so there are um, there are many um, angles, opinions on Christology, right? Jesus mm-hmm. and the indwelling God and all that, right? I think about Christ and His lack of sin. And occasionally I've thought, well, we have a different dad. <laughs> right? He had a human mother, as I have a human mother, but he had a different dad. Now, when this thing happens, there's some shifting. I got a new dad. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is this, because you're still in your flesh. Paul is the one that said, I die daily. Yeah. Mm. There is still flesh. There right? Is. As long as I am in the flesh, I'm in the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> right here we are. Mm-hmm. But when my spirit is given, and the scripture, we read it, I feel like we read it just a couple days ago, unless I've read ahead, but it's right in this passage. If anyone has the spirit of Christ, doesn't have the spirit of Christ, he's not his. But when you do, it's connected, right? Mm -hmm. He that is joined, I think this is Corinthians, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. One spirit, right? So my spirit and the spirit of God together, right? And then flesh, a third entity is Mm -hmm. my soul. And so when we're in that place, and that's the war, yeah, right? Yeah. From inside out, spirit, soul, and body. Paul's the one that identified it as a triune thing, mm. spirit, soul, and body. Satan can be working from outside through my flesh, trying to get to the seat. The seat's the soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the decision place, the will, the feelings, the thoughts. He's trying to get to that spot. Yeah. And we can surrender that seat, that throne, if you please. We can surrender that throne. Yeah. We can offer ourselves yeah. and surrender that throne to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the power of the Holy Spirit can sit 
on that seat. Yeah. And then when that's the case, it begins to work out in our body, literally in our yeah. body. Right. Yeah. It ripples out from there. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not to forget that I can have the spirit of Christ mm-hmm. and Satan can sit on that seat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a little dicey for some folks to consider, that is, but yeah. like, that's the war yeah. of, it's like the old, you know, there's the Eagle or a coyote or whatever the, whatever the uh, comparisons are. And the, you know, one is like a bottom feeder, right? And the eagle <laughs> soars and whatever. The one that wins is the one I feed. Oh, yeah. Right? And so many cultures have that. The one that wins is the one I feed. And so feeding into the spirit and allowing the spirit to take over my decision place, take over my soul, surrender my thoughts. Yeah, I want this reference to uh, Galatians 5. Uh, 16 is is right here. The, the title of it, Life by the Spirit. Yep. <laughs> so I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not the gratify the, the, the desires of the, flesh. of the flesh. Yeah, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit. The Spirit, what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. <laughs> right, right there. We are in conflict with each other. So that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Yeah, and then he goes on to the acts of the flesh and the, the fruit of the Spirit the, you know, that, that we know. But... But then it f- wraps up with, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Like, let us keep in step with that. Like, keep pursuing yeah. that. Keep putting, yeah. keep making sure it's on our throne. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is yeah. our throne. And uh, I, I, man, I, I was just feeling that when you were talking of, like, Lord, help us to continue to let you sit on our throne. <laughs> right? Like, continue to sit on our throne. We want you there. We desire you to be there because we don't want our old self there. Yeah. We, we want... Our new self, the thing that you give us, the new creation, Second Corinthians, right? The new creation that is in us. So. Well, I love that yeah. you flipped. To, you just, I love that you flipped to Galatians five. I think that's awesome. You're like, oh, by the by the way, we flip over to that. Yeah, I want to say one thing, and then I want you to close us out in prayer. Okay, so uh, the idea that we surrender ourselves so important that we give that over and walk in that and not fulfill the lust of the flesh and my culture is pentecostal and so speaking in tongues was a sign of holy spirit in filling but in my particular flavor it was the only thing it was the only thing that like that was it and although it's referenced in acts chapter 10 that they heard them speak in tongues they're like oh they got the holy ghost whoa right that'll mm-hmm. do what i said and i would say today that being the case, if you speak in tongues, it shows the presence of God in your life. Mm-hmm. When you have the fruit of the Spirit, which is what you just read, that shows the abiding presence of God in your life. Yeah. Right? Not just a moment and then back and forth. Back. That is the fruit that comes from soil and a heart where the Spirit has been abiding mm-hmm. and growing that fruit from spirit, soul, to how it is manifest in body, mm-hmm. in body, through love and joy and peace. And that's stuff that's seen, mm-hmm. right? There's a saying that says, the man that loves loves and does nothing has no more impact than the man that hates and does nothing. Mm-hmm. So when there is love that is expressed through flesh, through our bodies to others, as an instrument, taking it back to Romans 6, yeah. an instrument of righteousness, right? That's the work of the abiding presence of God in our life. And I think that's what we're hoping for and live for and lean into. And so how about close us out today, man? Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah.
Oh, Lord, we, we thank you for this grace that uh, we sometimes don't even know how to respond to. Um, we um, are confused by it, baffled by it. Um, I thank you for the nature that you give us a new self. Uh, you take away our old self, Lord, and you put, you put your spirit in its place, your God-given kingdom of heaven spirit on our throne of our lives. And so, Lord, help us to, help us to abide by that. Help us to rest in that, to let it rain in our life and that things just start to happen outside of us. Things just ripple out from the inside, abiding and dwelling that you do in our lives. Um, I pray for those that, <laughs> that are sitting sometimes in this uh, self-deprecating just shame of uh, I, I can't do anything different. I, I'm still doing the same thing I did yesterday. I, I pray that there is grace um, for you today. There is um, newness for you today. I pray that um, you all you have to do is realize that you are saved and you are free from that prison of, of sin um, and that it is no longer uh, Govern, governing your life, governing your body, governing your mind, governing your will, your emotions, your feelings. That is not as what's governing you. It is the Spirit of God that is governing you. And so I speak that right now um, into your mind. Um, Lord, help us to, to do that, to speak it out loud to others, to speak your word, your promises, um, and your righteousness that, that you've made us. Lord, we thank you for it all. Um, in your great name, Jesus, thank you. Amen. 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 Dead to sin, <clears throat> alive to Christ, mm -hmm. and we can live that way. Yeah. What a great privilege. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What a great privilege to be here with you guys today and uh, to have my daughter in studio with us today as well. <laughs> Shout uh, out. I love that she gets to hear us process these truths, mm -hmm. and I'm grateful for the legacy of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everyone else, for joining us today. I uh, appreciate you being here with us. I uh, hope as you read through chapters 6, 7, and 8 this weekend that they are a blessing to you, and thanks for uh, joining us on this journey. Until next time, take care.